Bang! What's up, y'all? I'm Nick, a senior writer over here at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So I'll be answering the questions you sent in here in a podcast format, and if you'd like a written response, send them over to fellow senior writer and Dane Miller. And so in all seriousness, I have a lot of fun answering these questions. They take my research and my thinking all over the conference. And one point I want to reiterate is I'm just like you. I'm a Pac-12 fan, so in all seriousness, we're one and the same. We may cheer for different schools, but hey, we're all Pac-12 fans in the end. We're very similar. So from down south to the Arizona schools, to up north to the Washington schools, to east out in Utah and Colorado, we got Oregon and Cali in between. And in our entirety, we make up the Pac-12 conference. And even though we compete against each other during the year, let's come together for this podcast and have a heck of a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get to today's question. And thanks for tuning in as always. All right, guys, our mailbag question today is going to take a little bit more serious of a tone. The question is from Paul, who's worried as heck in Salt Lake. And the question reads, oh, man, looks like we could lose our D coordinator. How is that going to affect our season? And how do we get a replacement on such short notice? So the incident and I guess overall scenario here that Paul is talking about is Utah's defensive coordinator, Morgan Scali, kind of released a racist text in 2013. He's already admitted to it. And so... That's what's bringing up this whole circumstances. So again, the question is, oh man, looks like we could lose our D coordinator. How is that going to affect our season? And how do we get a replacement on such short notice? So I'm going to start with, before I dive into the scally, the little bit kind of more touchy details of this whole topic, I'm going to start with just plain and simple from a football standpoint that the loss of talent should be a bigger than the potential loss of a Morgan scally. I'm not selling scally short. His defenses are absolutely amazing. Last year, they only allowed 15 points per game and led the conference. So whatever he did or didn't say, I'm going to put that aside just for right now. And again, we'll dive deeper into that. But looking at him from a strictly defensive coordinator standpoint, he's a good, he's a very good coordinator. There's no, no denying that. I mean, to lead the, <laughs> the conference in defense last year and arguably have the most consistent defense in the Pac-12 outside of UW, he's, he's done a heck of a job. But again, looking at the whole team here, they have to replace so much talent. And I think that's what you should be worried about in terms of your season next year. Losing Scally is just kind of like the tip of the iceberg. It's all the talent that you lost. I mean, just on the defensive side alone, you lost linebacker Francis Bernard, cornerback Jalen Johnson, safety Julian Blackman, defensive end Bradley Nye, and tackles John Pinacini, I don't know how to say his name, and Lekai Fotu. And on top of that, you're placing all five secondary players. And last year, this team did get carved against USC in a third-string quarterback. I know SC has amazing receivers, specifically last year with Michael Pittman Jr., Tyler Vons, and Amon Ross St. Brown. But again, I mean, this is a secondary who still got carved. And for a team that's looking for a third consecutive South title, I mean, you're going to have to really replace holes on every single level in multiple, multiple holes. So this is really the problem here. Not so much the loss of Scali or potential loss of Scali. Again, we'll wait to see what happens here. But the loss of all the talent, the aforementioned players I just named. And we're not even talking about the offensive side of the ball where you lost Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss. So just just so much to make up for. Just so, so much, man. And then one thing I kind of want to throw out there. So you have a very hot recruit coming into Utah in Clark Phillips III. And now I'm wondering if Scali does stay on contract, how will he feel playing for him? Clark is an African-American, 
And now this just raises up so much kind of under the table stuff about Utah, which again, I'll dive into a little bit deeper here. So first and foremost, I think looking at your season, don't worry so much about the potential loss of Scally. It's the talent. You you can't make up that talent. Yeah, he's a good coach and no, no denying that. But that amount of talent, you're not going to find on every team every year, especially at a place like Utah who doesn't recruit with other elite schools. So in terms of the aspect of how would you find a replacement? So that that's the cool thing about the sporting world is that in most industries, it's like once you retire, you retire, you go to the beach or whatever, go sailing around the world, RV trip, whatever you want to do, you know, just have some fun, relax, snowboard or down in Arizona, have your 9 a.m. beer, or Mike Dicka, put a little vodka in your coffee. But <laughs> I mean... That's not the case in the sporting world. You can always find some ex-coach, some ex-player, some ex-just anything who's going to want to take over this position, especially at Utah. You know, they did lose all that talent, but again, they were the best defense in conference last year, at least in terms of points per game. And a lot of people are going to be very interested in this job, especially when you're looking at a program where it's like, it's tough. I mean, they're very good, but it doesn't have the pressure of, again, a USC or an Oregon would. And you're looking at, they haven't made that, elite elite next step i mean they did not win the pac-12 the last two years even though they won the south they did not win the pac-12 so it's not the highest pressure pressure positions i think there's a lot of people who would really be interested in this job and even though the pool is probably a lot smaller than it was even six months ago with all the <laughs> craziness in the world and uncertain circumstances going on i think that the right thing will find utah if scally is dismissed i wouldn't be too concerned about losing the coach so Looking at the replacement, just let it come to you. There will be some ex-NFL guy or some ex-college football player who's going to want to coach for you guys. And I really, really wouldn't be worried about that. Don't have a particular candidate off the top of my head, but again, I think that they'll be all right. And another reason I really think that the Utes don't have too much to worry about is Kyle Whittingham is an amazing coach. I mean, in my opinion, he's the best coach in the Pac-12. I believe that Athlon released a poll and said he's the best coach in the Pac-12. So you have the great leader at the top. And in Whittingham, I'd trust if I'm a Utes fan. Not too much to be worried about there. But one thing I do want to say about Whittingham is, given the nature of the text, and that's what I'm going to hop into here, and really in regards to the Scally and this whole incident, given the nature of the text, it's very hard for me to believe that Kyle Whittingham didn't know about this. Back in 2013, the, the incident essentially is that, so Scally was trying to send a text to other coaches but he ended up sending to recruit, essentially, you know, saying a word that really no one should ever say. But in particular, if you're white, could probably cause a lot of harm towards African-Americans. So that's the word he used. And he essentially said he recruited four African-American players using a very different word than African-American. And he accidentally sent that to recruit instead of coaches. But the thing is, he was trying to send this to other coaches. You feel me? So this is more than Scally. This could be a program deep problem. And whether it's fair or not, this is kind of like the Chip Kelly scenario where, well, Chip Kelly, you know, he had a lot of racist kind of accusations with the Eagles and again, kind of resurfacing here with the Bruins. And if you look at it for Utah, I'm going to cross sports here. The Utah Jazz have so many racist incidents and they're not well known for that, but probably a lot of people feel that way about Utah, that it's a pretty racist state. I don't, I'm not going to make the accusation. I don't want to call anyone racist. I don't want to defame anyone's character. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm not even here to defame Scally's character. Do I condone racism in any way, shape, or form? Heck no. And not just because we have all these Black Lives Matter movement going on. I've always felt this way. I've felt very strongly this way. And I'm just going to say, I refuse to cheer for WSU football because Mike Leach was the head coach and supported a candidate that some people may think is racist. 
I, again, don't care about politics, but I do not promote racism. If you want to, pro that's just my take on it. So if you're looking at this in a bigger spectrum here, is this a program-wide problem with the coaches? I mean, I just don't think that this is a kind of isolated incident, especially since he was trying to send the text to the other coaches. There, There's just no covering that up. So for me, and the best thing you got to do for Utah is get him out of town. This is so, so pivotal to, I think, the whole shape of the Utah program. You fire him, you make a statement, you stay on top and keep building. But now you bring him back, and this is always going to be lingering over their head. Again, especially in a state like Utah, which is probably whiter than most. I mean, I live in Seattle, which is probably whiter than most. But Utah's whiter than that. So, you know, I mean, the thing is, he does have mixed kind of reviews in terms of his ex-players, which... Could give you some hope for bringing him back if that's what you want. Again, personally, I think they should fire him. But if you're looking at it, some former African-American student-athletes who played under him are defending him. And some pretty notable names. But that's not, to me, the most important thing here. So some guys who are defending him are Julian Blackman, Marcus Williams, and Raylan Singleton. And while they're defending him, to me, this is kind of like how a lot of white people look up to James Harden, and LeBron, and Westbrook. It's like, oh, he's a celebrity or he's a good athlete. But if you saw him walking down the street and you had no idea who he was, would you hold your keys a little bit tighter? Would you hold your girlfriend a little bit tighter? See what I'm saying here? And with Scally, it's like you Julian Blackman, Marcus Williams, and I'm not sure how good Raylon Singleton was, but the other two were pretty good. And so the fact that he may just like them for what he could do on the field and put race aside because essentially he's making him money. He's making, you know, they're making Scally money. His family's eating because of these guys. So that is one thing I do want to throw out there. But granted, they defended him on their own regards, which could be indicative of a good guy here. Maybe just one terrible incident and he's willing to improve. If people are willing to improve, I have no problem with that as a person, you know. I'm wrong. This will not happen. I'll do my best to love all people, not just African-Americans, but all people. And if he wants to improve himself in that way, shape, or form, then I think there's nothing wrong with Scally. But again, this is only if he's willing to improve. If this is just, I want to apologize because I want my family to eat to get my money and forget that. But if he really wants to spread equality, freedom, and love to all people, then you know what? I can forgive him. But one thing I do want to say is I'm a white male. And it's not up for me to forgive him. It's up to the African-American community who've been through so much over the last four years and been constantly disrespected, had society pinned against them. And so it's up to them collectively as a whole to really decide whether they accept Scali or not. It's not up to me, a white male, that I have no saying on this. So I really want to make that clear. And again, the right thing will happen, whatever that is. So I do want to say two players who aren't on his side are Ryan Lacey and Sean Smith. They also have accusations about him using unfavorable words directly towards them. And essentially one of them said they gave him a half booty apology back once a scout is confronted. <laughs> That's not the word he used. They used a little swear word. So kind of quickly to resummarize re there, because I had a lot to say about this issue. Essentially, how is this going to affect your season? I think it won't. I don't think losing Scally is the main factor here. It's all that talent. All the players I mentioned above said Francis Bernard, Jalen Johnson, Julian Blackman, etc., etc., etc. You're probably a Utes fan, so you know all the players you lost. And I'd still bank on them having an 8 or 5, 9 or 4 year with or without Scally. I think, again, the Kyle Whittingham such a good coach that the Utes should be alright. So I wouldn't worry too much about your success on the field because of this incident. The other aspect of this here is how do you get a replacement on such short notice? And again, I think you'll be fine because in the sporting industry, there's always someone willing to come coach, especially for a very 
prominent program in the Utes. They're not elite, but they're definitely very, very prominent. People know their name now. So I wouldn't worry about that. Again, you can also promote from within, but I don't want to say too much more about that because it really depends on what coaches knew about this and that sort of thing. And just in final kind of little note that I would like to add, I think for Utah's reputation as a whole, Scali has to go. I don't know if it's fair or not. And as I mentioned, that's not for me to decide. But I think for Utah's reputation, you got to send him out of town. It really is the only option. So I really do like the question, Paul. I think that this is a very interesting, maybe a little bit deeper than yesterday's question, but every question is a good question. Let me get through the rest of the segment without stuttering here. So seriously, thank you for the question, Paul. Have a great day and toodles.